Okay. Today is Chamisha Asar B'Shvat. Let's get to the Zoom. I see the Hayyamim is here also this. Tu B'Shvat Everyone may or may not know, as usual, never take for granted what people know, what people don't know. Uh, so I'll, I'll put it in this context. Um, so I don't know, it was last year, so I was making, I was making a stick of list of days that I guess you can call, I, I, in my mind, I was calling them the Rebbe's Yom Tevim. The Rebbe's Yom Tevim. How, how do I define the Rebbe's Yom Tevim? The Rebbe's Yom Tevim are days that have ancient, <laughs> ancient significance, or sometimes, yeah. In other words, they're rooted in in a specific, um, in a, in, a, in, a, in in obviously in a source that's usually either the Torah or the Mishnah, and they have a certain application. A certain specific application of what that what what makes that day unique, what makes that day special, and technically, when you look at those days, you see that those days are limited to a specific time, a specific place, and so on. on. And um, it seems that once that time and place is no longer relevant, so for example, if we're not in Eretz Yisrael. Right? Or the base of English is not Kayom. Or if you're not being a Regel. Or if we're not engaging in certain behaviors, then those days will lose their significance. <laughs> so I was thinking about these days. And I came up with a short list. And I sent it to somebody. And then the person sent me back a long list. I could find it. Uh, it'd be hard to find maybe. But I sent somebody this list. And they really hit me back with, uh, like, okay, you want to play this game? Let's go. So I, I, felt, a little bit, I felt a little bit down, you know, like, uh, I sent him a list of, like, four days. He sent me a list of, like, 24 days. <laughs> but you'll see the point uh, that I'm talking about, and then hopefully the point that he's also making, and hopefully the point that I'm making has some kind of vindication, hopefully. So I have to go back in time over here. I have no way of, I have no way of getting it. Well, how do I search it? I can't search it. I have to look for it. Oh, here, never mind. Never mind. You have it. So I wrote, it's, I didn't, you know, there's not, not that much correspondence here, at least of late. So I wrote a list of the Rebbe's Yom Tovim, and I, I wrote uh, for, for effect, I wrote, plucked from obscurity. Anyone knows what obscurity means? Right, obscurity means that they're on the verge, uh, that uh, nobody knows about them, they're on the, they're, they have no real significance today. So I came up, I wrote four dates of dates that I'm calling the Rebbe's Yom Tovim, the Rebbe that days that the Rebbe took and kind of re, reignited those days and gave them like infused significance and infused meaning. Um, and the dates that I wrote was Pesach Sheini, which is not so much the Rebbe's, but the Friedrich Rebbe starts the Rebbe more, Purim Koton, with the Rebbe's 
important cotton the rabbit um speaks a, 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 a big amount about the significance of that day despite the fact that technically what does the what is the relevance what's the significance of foreign cotton other than the fact that it's the date of Purim on the month before Purim. Then I wrote today, Tu B'Shvat. Tu B'Shvat is certainly the Rebbe's Yom especially in comparison to the, the Rabbeim. Um, um, there may be something that you could find, but it, but the Chlolosa and Yanim, you will not find a single mimer from any of the Rabbeim on the date of Chamisha Asa B'Shvat. It just doesn't exist. It's not there. It's almost like the date doesn't exist. And for the most part, it's logical that the date, why should, what, what should you, what should you emphasize about this date? The date has halachic significance. The date has significance in, in, in Eretz Yisrael. The date has significance to farmers. The date has significance to, to certain narrow areas and so on. I believe even, even up to the Free Rebbe, even up to the Free Rebbe, you will not find a single reference of significance associated with this date. So that's the third date on my list. I Pesach Sheini, Purim Katan, Tesvav Shvat, and the last date, which is the first day on the year, which is in order of the, end of the year, it goes the other way. Zayin Marcheshvin, everyone. Zayin Marcheshvin is a day that's significant. What's this? What's the shaykhs? What's the significance? What's the meaning? What's the what's the hashibus of Zayin Marcheshvin? No, you're saying obviously so because you're 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 taking you already you we would we already learned and adopted the Rebbe's approach. But what's the what's Zayin Marcheshvin? Zayin Marcheshvin is the day. No, the last Jews arrived in Harpras, and they started. They waited until then. It, it's it's a technical date that was relevant in the time of Aliyah Laregel. So the Rebbe takes these days, Pesach Sheini is again, it's a date, Shaykh to the Pesach, carbon Pesach, we don't have any carbon Pesach. Purim Katan is not a date that's, what's, the, what's, the, what's, the, what's, what's unique about Purim Katan? Well, what, what commemoration? Taiv laid wish to Tomeide, the Ramah makes a reference about, you should also be Marbet, but what halachic, what significance, what um, customs, exist, revolve around Purim Katan. Purim Katan can go, come and go, the same like any other day, the same like Tesvav Tevis and, and, and Yudala Tevis, and it's, it's fine. I mean, there's nothing, there's, you, could, you could forget, you could not know that the date is, is, um, is Yudalid um, Adarishain, and, and, and you, you, you didn't miss anything. You didn't miss anything, and, and guess what? It's, it, you, even if, it's not even a Kapata day, for all the Kapata day people, until, unless, the Rebbe takes this day, so Purim Katan is really, is really like the epitome of these days, I think, in a certain sense, because Purim Katan is a day, kind of it has, it has the least, it has the least um, roots, if you will. And then today, today becomes very unique because of the contrast between the Rebbe and the Rabbeim, all of the Rabbeim, all of the Rabbeim of Chabad, no reference, is it? You know, we're going ghost on the whole thing. And then obviously Zayim Marcheshun. Zayim Marcheshun has a, has a root in the Mishnah regarding uh, the halachic concept. The Rebbe takes the whole idea and turns it into a, a theme. So I sent this to somebody and I wrote, I, wrote, I made the mistake of writing to him, did I miss any? Did I miss any? So he hits me back with a list that goes like this. 
Shabbos Shuvah, Shabbos Bereshis, Neir Heide, Chanukah, Chav Tevis, Chav Tal, Shvat, Chedesh, Adar Rishen, Zayin, Adar Ches, Adar Shushan Purim Katan. By the way, Zayin, Adar Ches, Adar, yeah? Shushan Purim Katan, Erev Chagah Pesach, Lag Ba'im, Rish Chedesh, Sivon, Yud Be'i Sivon, Tesvav Sivon, Be'na Mitzorim, Gimu Menachem Bov, Tesvav Menachem Bov, Chav Menachem Bov, Aleph, Din Rish Chedesh, Elu Chedesh, Elu Chafei, Elu. So, is he wrong? What do you say about this response? Right. And he's 100% right. Checkmate. Checkmate. But, in a, but first of all, I don't think you could compare these days to those days. First of all, the way, you could, the way I'm measuring these days is about, is in two, two, in two regards. How, how did the Rebbe speak about, speak about them and how often did the Rebbe speak about them? Even Zayim Rachesh was something the Rebbe only spoke, started speaking about later. But when, the Rebbe, when did the Rebbe start speaking about it, the Rebbe didn't stop. So these dates are... 100%, these dates are in the category that the Rebbe took out. And uh, then he wrote to me to explain, um, the truth is that the Rebbe makes every day special and highlights the unique energy of each Yom Tif. Of course. Um, so with all, I, and I, we, 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 we all here Pe'echad agree with the sentiment, but um, for the purposes of uh, people like us, you know, Meruvim Sorchi Amcha B'daytum so in the spirit of having a das ktsara, I, I think you have, to, you have to subdivide a little bit. So that's, that's the, the, now, so that's, 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 a, that's an observation about days. Um, one more thing before I show you something else. Why take why, why is this the case? Uh, this, is, this is a little bit of us giving a spin on it, but when we see something that's so phenomenal, Phenomenal in the sense that it's so, it's unprecedented, literally unprecedented. Is the, the, the way the Rebbe is, you have two possible approaches over here, and the, the approaches are, 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 are two opposites. One approach is, um, and obviously it's an impossible approach, is that, uh, you know, the Rebbe is just grasping for straws. You know the expression in English? Ari, you know the expression? So now, one second, if you go, come from yesterday, not coming to today, then you have to, you have to put, your, put your best function forward, best function. Grasping for straws means what in English? That's an English term that means what? Desperate. Huh? Desperate means that, you know, you, you know, it's almost like, you know, you, you know, he has a job, and he has to speak, and he has to speak a lot, and there's not that much to say, so, you know, you're just gonna, you know, you make stuff up as you go. You know, you get desperate, so you start, you start speaking about this, this content, you start speaking about the price of cheese in China, like they used to say, you start speaking about random stuff. So one approach was obviously an impossible approach. The only way this is approach is if you, if you, if you understand the, you know, the Rebbe, the, the Rebbe's, uh, you know, someone who got hired to, 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 to be a rabbi in a shul, and the Balabatim need him to speak, uh, you know, when, when, they say, when they say speak, he has to say how long, and uh, there, are such, there are such examples that exist in terms of, Rabbis that are, that are being led by the caller, by the Balabatim, and they have to do what the Balabatim say. The Rebbe speaks about this as well. So obviously, that's Mechalal Natshai. So what's the other? What's the positive? What's the reality? The reality is, is that the Rebbe is giving us an approach and an insight that, first of all, is necessary for us today. By very definition, as the Rebbe says always, the Nasi of that generation is the one who is aware, like we're learning here about the shepherding, is aware of what the nutrients are, what nutrients are needed for that generation. 
And therefore, you have the, the Nasius of each Rebbe, it has, it has its Bemai, it has its it has its function, has its focus, and so on and so forth. So first of all, the Rebbe is giving us what we need to know. That's number one. So anything that's being told to us by the Rebbe is not because the Rebbe is saying things, you know, and he's speaking into Shemayim, and we just happen to be in the room. Number two, what's unique, as the Rebbe himself says, the generation that we live in, and if we don't, we have to start getting this into our thick skulls. Because this is the reality. Nothing else is the reality. Everything else is make-believe. Everything else is make-believe. Your moods and your ups and downs and how you feel and how you think, all of that is make-believe. What's true is the perspective that the Rebbe gives. The Rebbe does not have a, the Rebbe does not have a subjective bone in his body. The Rebbe is, the Rebbe is, a, the Rebbe is one with, with Atom Sumohos. The Rebbe is telling us, a, giving us the, cl the clarity of the Eivish term. And in that clarity, the Rebbe is telling us, in this generation that we live, there's no such a thing that there isn't a moment, this is the same theme why those of you, that's why it's so important, it's not just a mitzvah to learn on base, but it's a way of life to learn on base. There's that the Rebbe is giving us, and all the Rebbe's sikhahs in general, the Rebbe, just, the Rebbe just makes it so much more clear and so much more obvious. But in these dates that I just pointed out, today being one of them, the Rebbe is bringing us to the idea there's nothing in Yiddishkeit, there's nothing in Torah, there's nothing that, that, that there's nothing ultimately that is, exists in time and space and that has connection to meaning in terms of its roots and title that becomes irrelevant or that does, it does not have an applicability to now. The only job you have is, is how to extract the application from something that seems to be removed, something that seems to be obscure, something that seems to be not relevant right now. Right? That's why the Rebbe's approach is always, but this is part of the phenomenon that we don't realize because we take for granted, because this is how we're reading the Sikha. The Rebbe's asking a question. It says in the title, there's in this Pasuk, and you read this Pasuk, the Pasuk is talking about a story that happened in Mitzrayim. One person told the other, Yaakov told, Yosef told, Yehuda approached Yosef, or something that happened where the Abishter told Misha, told Misha, listen, Misha, why are you being so intense with me? You know, you're not acting you know, like your Avram Yitzhak and Yaakov. Avram Yitzhak and Yaakov, they were better. How come you, you know, you, sh you shouldn't, be so, shouldn't be so demanding? You should, you should understand. Whatever, whatever message is being sent. The Rebbe takes all of these psukim, these, these interactions that are happening in the Torah, these conversations that are happening, and says, no, 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 no. This moment is not a moment that's static in time. It's a dynamic moment that exists constantly. The work that we have to do is, okay, take that moment and make it part of the constant moment that you're living in. It's a, lot of, it's a lot of work. It could even be overwhelming. But if you're not in that mindset, you're missing the whole boat. You're missing Mamish, the whole story. You're missing the whole, you're missing the, the whole Mahalich of where we're supposed to be in, in, in history, where, where we're supposed to be in this generation, and where we're supposed to be in terms of Mashiach. I'll go upon it. So bringing it back to this day. In this day, in a certain sense, what the Rebbe is doing is saying, listen, we have a famous concept called Ki Adam Eitz Asada. The Rebbe speaks about this, I'm not going to go there. And one of the biggest ironies of the Pasuk, Ki Adam who knows where it says this Pasuk? Where's the Bali Kriwa? Bereshis, no. Which Chumash? Dvarim. So we got to narrow down to Dvarim. Which Parsha? Lost? It's Ki? Ki, it starts with a Ki. Ki Seitzei. Does anyone know the context of this pasuk? How you read this? What this pasuk is saying? So how do you read it? You read benichusa or bitmiya? How do you read it? Benichusa. Benichusa means you mean a trait. Ki adam eitz asada, because man means literally, because you're saying a fact. 
because man is the tree of the field. Or, ki adam asada, is man like a tree in the field? When you read the Pasuk, how do you read it? Uh, I want you, so to everyone who's saying, I want you to get the Pasuk. I want you to read the Pasuk and see what the Pasuk is saying. Everyone, I want, let's read. The Pasuk has to be read because if you're not reading the Pasuk, you have to, you, it, it starts, from the, starts from the very beginning. Let's get, a, get an English version. We'll read the Pasuk together and see what it says. It's speaking over there about waging war. And it's speaking over there about what you can do in terms of um, in terms of suppressing the people that you're making a siege on. Kisatsos, yeah, it's a... Perek chaf pasuk yutes. Kisatsor alir yomim rabim. Lilochim ole'al letosso. When you're going to put a siege on a city for many days. Lilochim ole'al to wage war letosso. Conquer it. Loisashkis es eitso. Lindeach alov garzen. Do not destroy the trees by way of an axe. Use it for eating. So let's see how this, uh, this translation goes. Uh, returning to the Lord, with the whole introduction over here. If you besiege such a city, you must begin the siege more than two days. Where's the translation? This is like a, this is like a, a speech. And repeat your offer, okay, of peace a few times during this period before you undertake to wage war against it in order to capture, okay. You must not des des destroy its tree, its fruit trees, by wielding an axe against them. Okay. For since you may eat from them, you must not cut them down, okay. Is the tree of a field a man who is able to come into the besieged city fleeing from you? Since it is not, you should not punish it. Art scroll. When you besiege a city for many days to wage war against it, to seize it. So there you're doing that. Do not destroy its trees by swinging an axe against them. For from it you will eat. And you shall not cut it down. Is then the tree of the field a man? That it should enter the siege before you? Okay. In Anadiverter, according to uh, old agreements, old translations, uh, the word kiyodomates asada is actually the exact opposite of what we use it for in the most conventional way. The Pasuk is saying, man, and a man is not a tree. A, man, a tree cannot, cannot harm you. A tree cannot become a part of the enemy, a tree. And so then also you should, therefore you shouldn't destroy this, the, the tree. It's not a threat to you, Kaviyachal. Okay. So the entire premise of this whole comparison is first of all, undoing the shot of the Pasuk. He also means Asada, taking it out of the context that the Pasuk is talking about and putting it into the context of and it goes, it goes to such an extent, and the, the Rebbe speaks about this extensively, how is not only also able to be said straightforward, but actually that is exactly the same. We are like trees. Talk about tree huggers. A man is a tree. In other words, you want to know, you want to know, you want to know the, the, the significance, you want to know the parts, you want to know the elements, you want to know the properties, you want to know the faculties of a person. It's exactly mimicking a tree. And the same way you have a strong tree, the same way you can have a strong person. We go, we, we not only do we, do, we, do we take it out of the original context, we say that it, it's so exact and it's so, it's so matched up 
that there's such a, there's such a comparison to each other that the Rebbe says, therefore, with regards to this, this day that has, with, what's Negei ala halacha, the union of, of Rosh Hashanah in what, in what halachic realm is this relevant? Was? Netarvoi, but in, in terms of, besides the Netarvoi, it was the Netarvoi, it's a Zroim, and the Meiser, the Meiser, the Meiser of Meiser, and Yippon fruit. So it's, it's, where is this Shaykh? In which mockery of the world is this Din Shaykh? No, it's Shaykh. So, so there's a, not only are we not going to get, not only, not only are we not going to get limited to the halachic ramifications, the halachic boundaries of this, but we're going to focus completely on the, on the, on the other part of it, that today becomes, in the Rebbe's own words, today becomes a Rosh Hashanah. The Rebbe even, in the Tavshich of Beis, the Rebbe even uses, concludes the Sikha by saying that just like on Rosh Hashanah we say Ksiv Vachasimotayva, the Rebbe is essentially giving us a bracha of Ksiv Vachasimotayva today. It's, it's not wrong to say today Ksiv Vachasimotayva. In other words, there's, there's a Rosh Hashanah element that's so, that's connected to the human being, that's really, that's in, a, in a certain sense, maybe even, not, not, but in, in a, maybe even uh, deeper than, than the Rosh Hashanah of Aleph Tishrei. Maybe even. So Kedai, it's Kedai today, um, there's the, the Mimer, that uh, the Mimer, that the Rebbe was Magiyah, for Tav Shinon Aleph, um, that's, uh, that deals with this uh, deals with a very interesting idea that today, if you want to, if you want to be able to capture the Rosh Hashanah-ness of today, Rosh Hashanah means the beginning, the head of, and we all know the significance of the head of. The head of means that there's this major koyach that's included in this day, just like the koyach of the body that's included in the head. And what does the Rebbe, what does the Rebbe focus on over there? What's the Rosh Hashanah element of today? And I, and, and and for us especially for for this generation for Bachar Mifrat. This Rosh Hashanah is a day you, you gotta you gotta tap into. You you want some of this you want some of this Rosh Hashanahness. What's the Rosh Hashanah the Rebbe says? Anyone anyone here looked at this or knows this knows from this Mimer? The Rebbe says that the Rosh Hashanah of today is the day where we could derive Tainug in our learning. And not Tainug that you not we're not only talking about the Tainug, the person feels good that he accomplished something, that he that he got something done, that he, that he learned something, that he learned something, like a piece of Gemara, he learned something. Tainug in the, in the concept of being able to to feel the connection that a person achieves and gains with his learning in the Evishter. That Yichud she Yichud Nifla she Yichud the Yichud that Alter speaks about that that bring that should brings about a certain uh, this 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 true pleasure that a person could experience because there's no pleasure that comes about without the the bonding that happens between two things or two people. So today is that day. Today is that, and and this 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 is this is a, this is a something that was never said. You could go through the entire history of Chassidus and it never said it was this. Is a, they, they might have they might have made reference to the idea of Peiros and the concept of Peiros and Peiros representing Tainu. But the notion that today being Rosh Hashanah which is this obscure day that has to do with Rosh that it's connected to us as human beings and it's mamish mamish applicable. And that it gives us a, a, a chayis and a koyach and a koyach to be able to enhance and extend and 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 and, and to grow our our uh, you know our um, excitement within the study of Torah. This is this is this is a koyach that the Rebbe is giving us. The Rebbe is t- extracting this koyach from the day and giving it to us. So we got we got we got we got to do something about that. One thing to do about it is first of all for it to be in your consciousness to be to be thoughtful about this idea. Second of all is make sure today that. You don't let the day go by like uh, like the day 
went by for all of uh, for all of history, uh, for all the people who are outside of Eretz Yisrael, for all the all of those. Imagine like this: every every single Hasid, every single Rebbe, starting from the Baal to Rebbe in the middle, the, test, the, the day of Tesla of, Te of Shvat came and went, and the, whatever the Rebbeis Hashem was, the Rebbeis Hashem was the notion of being able to pull out of this twenty-four hours a chayis, a koyach, a unique energy, a unique uh, ability to be able to. To, to catapult yourself forward in, in, in a way that's, that's, that's exponential beyond what you did yesterday. Be, obviously, you know, they learned, they daven, they were sitting. Every day was the first day of the rest of their lives. Can you do it? But this, this idea of being able to have this insight, this insight didn't exist. This insight didn't exist. So you have to, even just appreciating that, that the way to understand, the way to appreciate the, 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 the uh, connection, the information that we have about the times, about these moments, is something that, again, is very, very uh, likely to be taken for granted. You see, we showed up to the party when everything was already set. You know, it's like those guys. You know, mamas, you know like those guys, like everyone else from the class, you know, you have those guys. I spoke about this yesterday, I made this point. But there's a point in it's a point in life. You know, the guy that comes into your house, the guy that comes in, the guy that comes against, he sits down on the couch, puts his feet up, because he's expecting someone to run over to him with a cup of uh, a cup of coffee. Yeah, well, yeah, you have a class, there's a fabrigan going there's a fabrigan going on, this one's sitting on the side, waiting for something to happen. Miraculously, a table's gonna get, get set up, table calls are gonna be put out, cheers gonna be put out, for bison's gonna be put out, for bison are gonna be made, bison gonna be prepared. There's people there, well, things are gonna happen. Things take care of themselves. Right? It's like the husband who gets married and he can't marry, he can't, he's, he doesn't, he's, he's, he, he can't really, he, he leaves it, every single day he leaves the table a wreck. Every single day he leaves all his chazadai and his schmutz and his dust. And Mamash, every single, every single morning he wakes up and it's clean. It's Mamash, Mamash, Anes, Minashamayim. Yeah? One day and his wife comes over and she says, I can't handle this anymore. I can't handle this anymore. You do, what are you doing? She so says, what do you mean? She says, what's with the, the mice? Well, I need you to help out. I need you to help out with the cleaning up. I need you to help out with the laundry. I need you to help out with, with the house, the chores in the house. She says, okay. Um, now that you bring this up, I, I'll, uh, I didn't want to say this because I didn't want to jinx this. I didn't want to jinx this. However, now that you're showing me that you're, you're, you're angry and you're upset, so here's the thing. There's a table in our living room it's a magical table. It's a magical table. What's so magical? You leave things on it at night, and in the morning, the table's clear. I have a basket over here. It's, I fill it up with all of my dirty laundry. I smell like smelly socks, I mean, smelly tussin, the things you wouldn't understand. The schmutz, the stains, this basket gets at night. I put all my stuff in the morning. It's come. You should try it sometime. So the, 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 we have, the human being has the ability to be in a different way, oblivious and to be in a different way alone and uh, imagine that, uh, yeah, things are happening, things are getting taken care of. Who's taking care of it? So yeah, if you want to be like the Baal Shem and you want to devote your life to taking care of the Abish's children and then the Abish just says, I wanna, I'll take care of you as well. Or like the Abzushan. But otherwise, otherwise, you have an achrayis. No, what's the code of this? Huh? How about your wife is for, is for, is for your marriage? Well, before that, help out. Be a person who's looking in the world. How do you be of service? What's the shaykh to, to Hamish Azrashwat? Because we came, into the, we came into the building, we came into this world 
after the entire room is sparkling, immaculately set. So we have this impression, oh, we just walked in and, uh, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a seven-course meal on the table. Ah, there's a, there's a nanny, there's a maid, there's a dust, there's a yens, there's everything's being taken care of. You know, I have my clothes piled up over here. We, we live in a time, five Gashmiz and also Baruchlis, obviously, that everything is set, everything's in order. This is, this, this Shulchan is Oruch Musudor with Madani Mitzayonim Ka'afar. But that, that, what that does for us is it makes, it gives us the biggest challenge of all. Everything is for granted. So one of the biggest for granted is, is, is it today, today, yeah, two Bishvat, we're gonna have maybe someone, maybe someone's gonna have some Boksar, and maybe someone's gonna, gonna have some, uh, gonna have some coconuts with Shem and uh, various, other, uh, various other things that grow on trees. There's, there's a, there's, if you think about it from this perspective, that throughout, even just, even just in the history of Hasidus, throughout the entire history of Hasidus from the Baal Shem Tev, going down through all the Rabbeim, until the Rebbe, to Bishvat, however you want to say it, whatever gets you, whatever tickles you pickle, whatever, this is garnished. And the Rebbe all of a sudden starts to apply and starts to, speak about it in such ways that gives it such loftiness and such insight, such depth. And I told you, there's only two possible reasons for what this is. Either the Rebbe is playing hocus pocus. Here, you guys, uh, let me get you excited, you know. Two days went by since you shot, you know, we, we, people can get a little down. Let's get, let's make a little excitement, you know. Everyone needs the ADHD generation, you know, three days can't go by without a Yom Tif. So we create, let's make another Yom Tif for the Chassidim, you know, these guys, they're all just, you know, they're, they're all uh, walking uh, zombies. They need, they need the need another jolt of inspiration every three, every three seconds. Or th this, is, this, is a, this is a mode of us living that because we're in this matzah, that we're on the precipice, because we're in this matzah of Geula, the matzah of Geula is that there is no downtime. There's no such thing as downtime. But today is a Yom Tiv. Today is a day of significance. Today is a day of meaning. Today is less, today is insignificant. Today is garnished. Every single day has in it this, this, this capacity of being the ultimate day of meaning. And this leads to these kinds of things. Now, that's this, this is a Gabalabatashe insight that I'm saying because of my own, my own way of thinking about it. But in terms of what we have, we have to know what we have and we have to utilize what we have. I'll, I'll co-pun it. Finally, on this note, for the Ayyem Yoyim, um, as we know that in the beginning of the Ayyem Yoyim, we have this, uh, we have something called the Shalshalas Ayachas. And with regards to the Rebbe's, uh, so-called Rebbe's biography, so it's an interesting thing to, um, to note. The, the, this is obviously, this was overseen, the episode, the, this, this things that says over here by every single year, that sort of capturing uh, that avoid that of that year, right? Like, for example, uh, you have the Toshin Zion. So the Rebbe wanted it to be recorded. Toshin Zion, Miyase, the Yeshivas Lubavitch, Beir, Toronto, Canada. So we go to Tavshin Lamed Aleph, and we have an interesting thing in Tavshin Lamed Aleph. In Tavshin Lamed Aleph, it says, he go, the, 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 the Rebbe goes, goes out, which means it goes out. The Rebbe comes out verbally with a call to action. The Rebbe is always having a call to action. In Tavshin Lamed Aleph, there was this unique call to action. What's the unique call to action? To conquer the world through the study of Taino. The Rebbe, Lubavitch, the Rebbe, is speaking about Limudat Taino, Limudat Taino, and not these, the host of Taino is talking about con conquering the world with Limudat Taino. 
in the rest of the year, it says Maschil, he begins to explain the hardest of Lakutu Levi Yitzchak, Umaniyaz Mamshir Bukhal, he explains it. Now, when did this take place? When did this Kriya of Lichvaish Esoil and Laidilim of the Torah happen? Which day did the Rebbe designate for this momentous proclamation of conquering the world through the study of Torah? Chamish Asar, this is Yom Dalit Parshas Yisroi. Yom Dalit Parshas Yisroi, it's not even a Shabbos. Not even Shabbos. Chamish Asar Beshvat Toshin Lamar Aleph. This is when the Rebbe, so the Rebbe utilized the significance of this day to make such a momentous statement. And the Rebbe refers to it as a Kriya. Kriya, Kriya, similar to what the Friedrich Rebbe is Kriya, Lauter, Latru, Lauter, Gaula, these are serious things. These are, these are, these are not just, uh, the, 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 not everything the Rebbe says does he put into the category of being a Kriya. A call to arms, so to speak, a call to the, a call to the masses, a rally cry. And this is the Indian, um, the Rebbe said, because of the, obviously, the deep significance that's associated with this day. I'll call upon him. So, Tein L'chacham V'yechkem Oid. So, Kedayat Mitzchem, every, I've had a stick of minig, I don't know if it's how old it is, maybe it's two or three, four years old. There was also a stick of Mithal Torah that was gonna happen. I have, for the past two years, I don't know if it's Kedayat, it's not Kedayat, I didn't consult with anybody really. But for the past two years, we made a pilgrimage to the uh, Beis Chaim over here. I'm yet to, uh, <laughs> it was a pilgrimage that was made to the Beis Chaim over here in Whaley. Because there's a, there's a grace at Sadek. And by the way, I'm, I'm not saying it with tongue in cheek. He's a very holy man. And he suffered a lot, unfortunately. And from the people of New Haven, Connecticut. His name is Rabbi Yehuda Levenberg. I think Rabbi Yehuda Alevi Levenberg. So he's buried over here. And he actually, it's very strange that he's buried over here because he left his place. And uh, it seemed that he left without, without any, with, with, with never wanting to come back. And I, as you might, as you'll maybe hear later. And, right, so I called the rabbi last night to come with Kaddish. So the problem is his yard side, Yud Gimel Shvat, which is on Shabbos. So we did it, and also Shabbos was um, was like in, in the uh, in the Arctic, uh, and the, so we didn't. So the, I got a message from his Anakul, whose name is uh, Mince, I think his name is Mince, California. He, he, now that we're in touch every every year on the yard site, so he called me, asked me if if, if it could be so. He, in other words, he a few, three years, two years ago, he asked Rabbi Lustig if he could send Bucher. Lustig said it's bitul teda. So I said any any bitul teda option, I, I I'll jump right in. I, was, I, I know how to do bitul teda. And uh, so we made, we made a great bit of data and uh, we took Bachram over there. The problem is when we went the first time, <laughs> we went blind. We had no idea where we were going. So I have it on video, but I remember one particular scene, you know, remember a guy named Levi Banon? Yeah. Levi Banon, the international superstar, uh, who's getting dunked on, they showed me get dunked on by, uh, what's they call Brawny. I'll go by him, so he's, so he was a scene over there where he's picking up. We didn't know. We didn't even know what time frame this was. He was picking up fallen matzevas to see if it was the person. And then ultimately, finally, we called this guy, called that guy, and then the, then the, then this the guy came running down with his car. And uh, he was mamish. It's it's not only is it not not only the matzevas not fall down. It's prominently displayed. And uh, it's just, it's weird. So you go there. You see people that there's people that come. I don't know if people come to, to pilgrimage. He's. Uh, was? Mishtokin oil. Mishtokin oil. What's for oil? Sebran tzvei matzevis. Aman mitafroi. 
Ich stock in Eil. Ich stock in Eil. Ich sehe, das ist jetzt ich ganz gut, wo das ist. Ich stock in Eil dort. Aber jetzt. Was? Ja, ja, ja. Ein Jewel. Ein. Ich gehe. Du kannst gehen und sehen. Es ist kein Eil whatsoever. It's on a path. So you actually, it's, it's, it's so easy to find. It was so, it was so silly. We're pushing, wasting. Who is this? Is this not? Is this shy? Is that oil? Well, you'll say I feel stupid trying to explain it. Which it's, it's no oil. It's nothing. There's two matzevas sitting next to each other. It's on a path. You can walk. You can walk from the street on the path, and you'll see him and his wife, and they're buried next to each other. And so he is a great tzaddik, actually. And there's an interesting history about him, and he made, a he made what's called the first European-style yeshiva. The first European-style yeshiva in America he made, and he made it in, uh, in New Haven, Connecticut. Ultimately, he was a very big kanoi, and he was a very frume chevraman, and the people, the balabatim in New Haven, did not, did not care for him. He would, because he would, he would tell them how, what Allah says, and he would tell them that you have to have this kind of shechita, and you have to have this kind of kashrus, and you have to have this kind of dust, and they, they did not, Want, they did not want this kind of person in their midst, and they made it very clear to him. And uh, one day when he came to check on the mice, he came to check on the chalices, I don't know where this was happening, they locked him in the freezer for a few hours. Locked him in the freezer. The, one year they sent, they, they sent his wife Shalach Manis with live rats. They packed up rats in the Shalach Manis, they sent it to her. She went, she went insane from, those, from that experience, and she spent the rest of her life in an insane, insane asylum here in, the, in, in Middletown, Connecticut. These are people that uh, ultimately the yeshiva left, uh, you can imagine, the yeshiva left to Cleveland, and um, whatever, there's a bunch of connections, there's a bunch of big, so there's a bunch of gedolim that, uh, that, that are Talmidim of, of Rabbi Levenberg. What Neri Yisrael? I don't know anything about, I don't know about the Neri Yisrael thing, I know about, this is called, this was, this was called the yeshiva, I don't know the official name, the yeshiva. Even when it moved to Cleveland, it was called the yeshiva of New Haven in Cleveland. The point is, for reasons that, I, that, that only he knows, he wrote in his Tzavah, you have this whole book, there's a whole book about his life written in Yiddish. Very, um, he wrote in his Tzavah that he wants to be buried in New Haven, so he's buried over here. I'll go find him, without further ado. So, Mitzvah later, it's going to be a win, win. You're right, right off. Right? Before, right. He cursed it before, because of the pain that he suffered. So he gave a curse to New Haven and is being the queen until this very day. <laughs> that New Haven is never going to have a rug. No. That's the legend. The legend has it that because of what they did to him, he said that you, you guys, because of what you did, you're never going to be zeichet to have a rabbinical authority who's going to be. And the truth of the matter is, you can make your own conclusions. The, 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 the young Israel, the young Israel crowd, they used to be around 292, used to be young Israel. So they actually, realizing the effects of this curse, so they actually went there uh, many years ago with a minion trying to ask Mechila. And apparently Rabbi Levenberg is very stubborn because, <laughs> and the truth is uh, up, until, up until the yeshiva, up until the yeshiva, there's really, this is, this, we're, we're, we're the beginning of the, we're, we're uh, reversing the, uh, reversing the, uh, the klola. Uh, but the man, obviously, there was a, his klola had effect, has, has, is, is, uh, is heated on high. Um, this, uh, you see some pictures, he has, he has a shtel, a shtel, a shtolzkai to this guy. It's not, uh, you can see, he's the real deal, real deal. No, he's the embassy here, the Shemayim. 
Uh, I read a little bit about him last time. He's gone some ice. So, whoever, whoever was interested in making this pilgrimage, now that you got this, we'll make, later on we'll make this pilgrimage. Uh, now that it's not so, now that it's not so cold, uh, we'll ask him again. What? No, it's not mental. It's not for you, mental. For you, for people who are not in Isaac and Bittletaira, it's not. But the people who have other things, or you know, people are getting involved in other things, so this is not bad. You go say a capital to him if you're okay, obviously, um, and. Uh, we're gonna read. There's, there's a, there's a thing. <laughs> Last time I went to festive, I read this article. There's an article about the Great Food Protest. Remember this? I read it to you. There's an article about this called the Great Food Protest. There's a, there's a recorded document of the students that were in this yeshiva, his yeshiva, that are writing a letter to the parents or to the, to, to the group that's called the Mothers, Mothers for Bachrim. They had a, like an auxiliary called Mothers for Bachrim, and there's this article. And they have the copy of an English where the Bahram are writing to the mothers. says, we understand that you care for the well-being of the Bahram. Let us please convey to you the circumstance of the food that we are encountering every single day. The food is horrid. The food is, the food is, uh, we feel like we're eating, um, we, feel, we feel like we're eating vermin and poison. And then and the cook has no, sounds a little, you guys can, re, you can rewrite this, you can rewrite this. And the cook is, the cook uses ingredients that have yet to be yet to be made known to man. However, he he insists on in feeding this to us every single day. Just the other day, there was a food poisoning bout that went through the entire yeshiva. We have a friend that had to be taken to the hospital because of his intestines being twisted. They write this whole thing about what's going on. <laughs> this was in the 20s, in the 1920s, if I'm not mistaken. Right. Right. Really? Oh! How did he have it? He loves it. A man has a happy, but not a beautiful little height on the hitch on the beginning. It's the same guy. So maybe we'll take this. We'll take this to him. We'll, 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 we'll learn a shtickle with him. Where is it? No, but it's not here. One second. Where's the, where's the mimer? Sure, part the way. We gave all the, the kid, didn't it? Oh, but who the mimer? It says, Yom Tov Shor Rosh No, 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 no. Beginning there, the first line, but which mimer? Not in the, it's not in this, it's not in this, it's an olive, you have to go to olive. Look at the top, which mile? Which I understand, so what, what, what about, the, it says that Kuf Mem Hei Yomit Beis, there's another mile. It's mile, no, it's a little bit of a shonah. It's a little bit of With the, the mile. Okay. He cut punches, it's by a model. They're good, they're fine. See them are here. Via Marto. Ashkocha Pratis. Ashkocha Pratis. You do are. So I'm going to check out the mice. Let's salvage the, uh, the Indian. It's supposed to be Kavish. Kavish developed with Limadatayra, and here we're doing the opposite. So the Rebbe says, with regards to the, the Zion Royim, the seven, um, the seven uh, shepherds, um, as you see already, the, the list of who's on the, who's on the list of seven shepherds is a matter of dispute. But either way, 
We're holding um, the, Z, the, the line starts Shehem Zera Behema, the end of the line. So we said that Moshe Rabbeinu was called the Meyuchad of the Royim. The Meyuchad of the Royim. So Meyuchad of the Royim could be understood in, in two ways. Number one is that he provides the most important nutrient. Okay, that's one, that's one, one translation. Just like you have a person who has various different vitamins or various different things, you know, no, no. But that should be lechatchila. And, but there's something much deeper than that. It's not only that Moshe provides perhaps the most important ingredient, just like you have when you look at a, you look at a bottle, when you look at a medicine, you buy in the store, it says active ingredient. The active ingredient, that's what's in the gay over There's a lot of other ingredients that's not active ingredient. That's not the ingredient that makes this medicine the medicine. So the active ingredient is Moshe. However, there's something more than just being the active ingredient that Moshe does the impossible. That means all of the Royim, all of the Royim, their mashpia, something that's began there, that's b'shaychis, to the, to, to the sheep, to the flock, to the behemoth. So for example, it will be like a, a, a shepherd who's giving a animal fodder, or it's called a provender to the animals. He's giving them the feed that's, 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 that's designated for them, that's, that's, that's for, them to, for them to digest. He's giving them the feed that is, he's giving them the food that is kind of made for them. It's, it's digestible by them. Right? Like you have different animals that could digest different things. A person cannot digest what a vulture could digest. If a person tries to eat what a vulture could eat, he's going to die. Because your stomach is not made for it. So the, the nutrients that the Royim are giving, the other Royim are giving to B'nai Sol, it's, it's, it's their, their, their digestive system, their spiritual digestive system is made for it. The union of Abba, the union of Yira. But what Maish is giving is something that, if you want to say, Alpiteva, is incapable of being digested. We have no, we have no kaling for it. Because we're Zerah Behemo. So Moshe Rabbeinu is Meyuchad in the sense that Moshe Rabbeinu is able to override the system. He's overriding the system. He's changing the rules. He's changing the rules from what's, what's able to be transmitted, what's able to be fed, Kaviyachal, to, to the Zerah Behemo. We're seeing some singular talk, we're talking about books over here, so it says in the Bible over here, Bebuch 1151, Nitakin Vizehu. From one book to another book. Remember this? Parshus Vaeiro. Moshe Rabbeinu. Bitchilas Devorov. What's Bitchilas Devorov going on? No, no, help me out. Let's go together. Tchilas Dvarov means when he comes to, when he comes to, the first time he comes to the, first time he comes to B'nai Yisrael. Remember, he's coming to them as a foreigner. He's coming to them as somebody who's an outsider. And he's told to tell them, the, he's told to add in the message, he's told to tell them, you will know you should know what's the Tzemach Tzedek emphasizing about this? What's the Tzemach Tzedek, what, what significance is Tzemach Tzedek applying to this statement? So let's see. 
He calls it Seder means a parasha, like a Sidra. Sedra. It says, how does the Pasuk describe the, the, the connection or the interaction? It says that the nation was Vayam. What, is, what, is, what does that mean? So what does it mean they believed? And what does it mean they believed? So a, the, word, the word belief, the word emunah is, 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 is a very tricky word. We had in we have also, we have at the end of Bashalah, we have the Murdim. Where do we have the word of Bashalah at the end? Where do you have the word of Muna at the end of Bashalah? No, with the Moshe's hands. Yeah? What does it say about Moshe's hands? Remember what it says about Moshe's hands? It says at the end of Bashalah that Moshe's hands were getting heavy and uh, they were then supported. They were supported by who? Yeshua was fighting. Yeshua was in the battle. Yeshua was, 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 was kicking ass. What? Yeah, so it says, Aaron and Chur, Tomchu biyodov mizeh echod, mizeh echod, check out that leader word, but vayihi yodov emunah. We have, we have, we have, we we have the emunahs in town. Emunah adboy ashomesh. So we have again, here the word emuno. So what does it mean emuno over here? That his hands were what? Steadfast. His hands were sturdy. So emuno believe chaver. Let's 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 get this lakuda. Yuda. The word emuno, the translate the translation of the word emuno in belief as belief in English, I think is in one of one of the biggest detriments to the concept of emuno, because the word belief is a very weak word in English, and it doesn't really give much description. It almost gives it's, it's like a it's like a cop out. I believe. So when you say I believe, you're almost opening yourself up to all kinds of vulnerabilities. Oh, so you believe, you believe, you're a believer, you're gullible, you're vulnerable. No. Emuna is not I'm gullible, I'm vulnerable, I believe, uh, I'm a, a lemelad, they told me to believe in this. No. Emuna means that this is, this is a fact. It's steadfast. So first of all, you have to undo that, men that mentality, that translation in your mind about Emuna being something like, I don't know, I just believe. I don't know, I just believe. That's the trend, that's, that's a, I believe, that I believe. And that's a product. That translation and that feeling of the word emuna is a product of the past 200 years, where all, all people, all people who are God-fearing people are made to feel like they're that they're they're stupid. They're made to feel like they're that they're they're a bunch of imbeciles. They're made to feel like they're a bunch of uh, you know primitive uh, cavemen who don't know anything about uh, about what's going on. You say, oh, but you believe? You're also a believer. You know, like that kind of tone. The word emuna is miloshin v'ayyad of emuna, steadfast. This is a factual thing. Again, like we said. Something to be real does not have to be seen. The same way that you don't see your nefesh and you know it's real and it's as real as anything that's real. Emunah, emunah is as real as that because there's a sense of, there's a sense of certainty. There has to be a shem. There has to be a creator. So let's see. Shehoyu meaning Bashem. They indeed believed in Hashem, but again, they believed in Hashem that this was, they, they were certain, let's say. They had a certainty in Hashem's existence. But what was the what was the chisaron of their emuna? The chisaron of their emuna was that it was only emuna pshuta. Meaning that it was it was a matter of it was a, it was lacking any sense of connection to it. it means it's it, it, it's a fact, just like it's a fact that uh, that the, the wood is hard. Anyone's gonna deny that the wood is hard? It's a fact. 
But the fact is not, the fact is irrelevant to me. The fact doesn't, doesn't speak to me. It doesn't do anything for my life. It doesn't change anything about me. It doesn't, it doesn't call me to action. So the Amun Apshuta that they didn't have, that the Abish there, that there's an Abish there, was like a fact that, uh, that there's a cinder black wall behind you. It's a fact as much as any fact, but it's a fact. It's over there. It's a makif. As we call it, it's a makif. It's a makif because it exists. It's present. It's real, but irrelevant. It doesn't have an impact. So what, did, what, what was lacking? What was lacking is that that fact should become impactful. That fact should become internalized. That fact should become a game changer. And this is what Moshe came along from the very beginning. That's why the Sevasetic is emphasizing that if you want to know who somebody is, just see what he says right when he starts speaking. Like the famous expression, you know, Chacham Ha'oimer, Chacham can be seen. Who are you, Oimer? Chacham Ha'oimer, you want to see what, what somebody is? See, see what he says, see what words come out of his mouth, see what his message is. So that's why when Meisha comes originally to Bnei Yisrael from the very beginning, he's already just telling them this is what his job is. This is what his, this is what his Madrege is. And that also explains to us a phenomenon that could be a little strange, a hard to understand. All right, that, it was too late, I waited too late. Give him a poke in the ribs. So, no, 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 you get the poke, you were down. If he was down, you could poke him. This is why Moshe also, the, the, what we say, the Madrig of Moshe is that he is the first redeemer and he's the final redeemer. Why? Similar to what we were saying today about the, about Chavisha Bishvat, and we were saying today about the Rebbe's, about the Rebbe's cook, about the Rebbe's Yom Tevim, because the main idea of the Geulah Glaslav was Sheyir Bechinas Das Mamish, that there's going to be the absolute Das by, by who? Not by the Tzaddik, and not by the Gdeli Adar, not by the Eni Oeda, but Kol Echechem Yisrael. And that concept of das has to be connected to my, to my connection, to my ability to realize and extract and to be able to bring, internalize everything that happened, everything that exists, every single moment, every single day, every single, every single Indian. So when I wake up in the morning and today is Monday, so instead of saying, oh God, it's Monday, I say, oh my gosh, it's Monday. You know what Monday is? You know what happened on Monday? You know what Hashem created on Monday? What did Hashem create on Monday? What did he do? What, 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 what was created on, on the first Monday? Ah, uh, the 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 rakia, the, the Hashem, Hashem created the rakia. You understand this 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 beautiful firmament? I don't know what that is, but it's there, and it gives us it 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 it, it hugs us. Hashem is hugging us all day. You know, my point is, you say whatever you want to say, but the idea that you could wake up and say today is Sunday, Hashem created light. Today is Tuesday, Hashem created vegetation. Today is Wednesday, the sun, and the, the sun, is, in the, the sun is shining in the sky. Today I'm connecting to, to, to the illumination of the sun and the moon. Today is Thursday, today is Friday. This is the kind of language that on one hand, it's cuckoo, 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 sugar. Get a grip of yourself. Where are you? What world are you living in? But that's fair. So you have to be a little cuckoo over here. Das means connecting to everything in a way where it's like the first time you've encountered it. You know, like the first time you, you, you got something, the first time something was given to you, and you were overwhelmed, and he was like, you couldn't get enough of it? All of this is by way and through the medium of Moshe. Without Moshe, without the Moshe, there is not, there's no ability for us to be able to bypass that barrier between the Zeta Adam and Zeta Behemoth. The Abishab provides us with this Moshe capability, with this Moshe person, with this Moshe Neshama, with this Mishpashtusa the Moshe that is 
sort of gearing us and guiding us to be able to have this fulfillment of attaining the unattainable, attaining the das in Elikus, the das in all that exists, the das in the relationship between ourselves and the Ebishter, which took us out of Mitzrayim and also will take us out of this goals. And if you're resistant, if you're resistant or oblivious or unaware or incapable or whatever you might consider yourself to be able to internalize, imbibe, and ingest this nutrient that Moshe is giving, then I don't know, I don't know what your experience is going to be when Mashiach comes. I don't know what, because like I said, I, I'm, I'm convinced that the Mashiach, Mashiach reality is going to come and we're all going to, we're going to experience it differently. There's no, I, there's no way that that's not true. There's going to be a general, there's going to be, like a, there's going to be like a general admission. This is my, this is my own two cents. There's going to be a general admission that will come in. Oh, welcome Jewish people from all the ages. Mashiach is here. And then, and all of a sudden things are going to start. There's going to be one room over here. There's going to be one room over here. There's going to be, uh, there's going to be the Rebbe's sitting. There's going to be that guy sitting. There's going to be that. Those Talmudim, be different shows going on for different people. And then what's going to happen after those shows, basically? But that's, I, I, that's what he links it up on me, that's going to be. So which show, the, which, which, uh, which ball field do you want to be on? Which game do you want to be seeing? Which Fabrengen do you want to be at? Who's Fabrengen do you want to be at? L'chaim, l'chaim.